Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh Whoa. I'm taking I it's a it's a tough day. Muted. I, I'm uh Why? I'm struggling. Um I you know, Adrian D- uh Dumont de Chassart. Ricky Castillo wins. Fell in the playoff the- and, and I'm I'm pretty broken up over it. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, you're muted. Lineup. I thought it's the the vicious attacks about someone being able to kind of just have their hands be electrocuted and hit a panic 50-yard slice on 18 and uh, not have to actually execute the golf shots uh, because of this width, this generous, generous width of the fairway. You're being attacked. The 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 reputation of the fried egg at large is being you listen, know maligned because listen, of this, this is, 18th fairway this ball. Is, this, We're going to get to this in a minute. This is why we can't have nice things in society. <laughs> I will say, Look, if you wanted, if you wanted to blame one person for what happened today, or blame one thing, maybe it's LACC for not having any fans on site and not inducing a Wyndham Clark. Uh, you know, he was he was going a crucible, yeah. a real crucible. He had to play in, right? Is yes. that what you're trying to get at? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I would say to back up here, this is why we can't have nice things. Um. I don't think this was a very good U.S. Open, not necessarily because it's bad architecture on a course. Um, I wouldn't say it's bad. It just wasn't a great one. I thought there was more times where it was flat than it was uh, really humming. Um, the winner seemed to leave a lot of people, left a lot of people wanting, especially given the possibilities on can, the leaderboard. With can Rory I point Ricky. something out? And that About 18th fairway ball came at a really bad time for people who were down and disappointed. And that's where people are pouncing. So go ahead. The winner. The winner. The winner. We love to have fun on this podcast about opposite field events. We love, love it. <laughs> Guy Boros. He played in an opposite field event six starts ago. What, what was that? He played up Prutacana, I think. He played, uh, no, oh, uh, yeah, Punta Cana, Corrales Punta Cana. That, is, that was really what kicked off, part of what kicked off this meteoric rise that has him now 13th in the freaking world. He's played in six majors in his career. His best finish was T76 or T75. I can't remember. His only two made cuts were T75 and T76. Listen. And he won the U.S. Open. I, I am not going to besmirch the talent of Wyndham Clark. I have been a, I've been a believer in the talent of Wyndham Clark, and I have proof. I interviewed him right after he turned professional because I believed that he was mm. going to be a very, very good tour professional. Well, you had it early then. All right. But that was, uh, it was an unbelievable win. And, and really, you know, um, I mean, I, I some of the shots he hit were great. I mean, the even the, even he didn't convert the one on sixteen, the wedge there, the shot on fourteen, obviously was spectacular, um, and that will be one. But the up and down on eleven, out of this world, eight and nine, yeah, eight bogey save, nine par save, nine was creative. He had to play up kind of the slope, or and obviously he had to make a huge putt, and uh, like really good. I think the thing about golf is that like, and I, I, this is a very, very simplistic take. Okay. Sometimes putts go in for one guy and don't go in for the other guy. Yeah. It's a simplistic take. I would say the one at nine, I just said, illuminate it was, was what putt that went in. I'd say you also got, 
pretty fortunate with his misses. His miss at 17 was bad. That was a bad pull approach. It went to like a perfect perfect angle to miss there. And and didn't go to the real deep stuff. It went to like that step cut kind of stuff and literally a perfect angle. Like like chip right in on a very hard hole. Um, Like that was the very right place to pull. So he got a little lucky with his I misses. Mean, That's not to say like Rory, Rory wasn't without luck with lucky some of his hitting misses. a yeah. snap hook there and being perfect. 17. Right. Right. Um, I'd say Wyndham Rewards Clark was the beneficiary of a Husky Boy Fairway at 18. Um, I, that was a bad shot. He didn't know where it went. Part of that's the sun into you. Part of it was it was cutting off the face of the planet. And, you know, I've got a lot of truthers in my mentions saying he was trying to hit that and that was where he was lined up. Well, like if he lined up knowing he has the beneficiary, beneficial, I don't know, cushion to do that. Like, I just think maybe something a little bit more should be required on the 72nd tee box than not knowing where you hit the ball and sitting pretty good in the fairway and on the proper angle on the right angle for that pin. Um, so he got, he got fortunate too, but he was the best player. And it, I think like people trying to, I saw in the span of 10 minutes on Twitter, I saw people, this was a Todd Hamilton at Troon situation. This is Jimmy Walker. This is, who, by the way, Jimmy Walker, like we shit on that major cause it's boring. He was like one of the best players in the world. Well, over a two listen, or three year stretch when he won that Wyndham Clark. Listen, he led the FedEx cup. Most weeks leading the FedEx Cup. That's that was a statistic until like a couple years ago. Like most weeks of FedEx Cup number one, <laughs> Jimmy Walker. I saw him compared to Webb Simpson. I saw him compared no, to Stuart Sink, jamming those, Tom Watson. Other than Todd Hamilton, stuff. none of those guys were playing an opposite field event <laughs> in the same calendar year that they won a major. It's so disrespectful. We're gonna to Webb fact Simpson. check that. I can't believe you're landing on the opposite field of it. Well, like I just moseyed over the sort of OWTR demerit. page, and I just couldn't believe that, that I was like, just because I, I wanted to see the form running in, you know? And I'm just utterly shell-shocked that he played at, at Putacana. Um. Oh, by the way, I... um. I wanted to do this in the in the press center, but I can't. I can't do it in the press center. I just <laughs> got, was told I was jammed. disrupting the whole media center. No way. No way. Yeah, people were having to put headphones on. So I I, I could No. I, yeah. Not, recording on site's not an option for me. There was more stuff about the guy besides the guy banging on the glass? <laughs> I mean nobody was like mad, but I guess some people had to put some headphones on. Well, why don't we worry about whether we can get more than 4,000 fans in the gate instead of, you know, the podcast yelling in the corner of the room, huh? There's bigger fish to fry, you know, with this U.S. Open. There were bigger issues going concerns, in my humble opinion, playing in the dark on Saturday night. I don't know. I, I have other issues. You think Let that's me why just read, Ricky you know, shot 75 today? The Rick, the Rick Tater. Um, that came, that that went about is about what like I think we we were kind of covering our eyes the whole time. He finished below his eight I, under. I wasn't covering my eyes. I know, I know, but there was just a lot of hope. <laughs> I call them in that, pretender in both that. days. <laughs> I know there was just a lot of hope, kind of baseless hope in that. I don't think he hit a good shot like all day. I kept waiting for a good stretch of good shots. Uh, all right. So Wyndham's taking a few pops. He played the best I golf over is, 72 holes. It's, it's bullshit I, for him to be I, taking pops. He played great golf. I agree. He played great I golf agree. on a it's, golf course that, you know, I see a lot of takes about the golf course. The golf course. You're being asked to account. Defend yourself. Defend your, you know. Here's what I'll say about the golf course. It was clear that there were two guys that could win the tournament. Uh, after yeah. about five holes, there's six holes today, seven. Once yeah. Scotty hit it over and got the scummy TIO drop, there's there's two guys with, you know, that's what you want. You want a golf course mm-hmm. that I, I personally, I think that identifies who's going to, who, who, who are playing the best golf. And I think Wyndham Clark and Rory were playing the best golf and Wyndham Clark got the best of the situation. Um, 
it's uh and and Wyndham Clark, he was. I think that he's he's a fascinating like you know. I think one of the things with the way golf is right now is like you know if, if something doesn't happen right away, we kind of lose interest in in somebody, and we lose interest in the promise of what they could become. And Wyndham Clark is a great example of that. He was the best player in college golf when he turned pro. He's a great player, and you know his career arc is like very similar to that of a you know a a a player in the nineties, right? He's 29 and he's coming into his own. That used to be a, a common thing. Um, he it took him time to develop, get comfortable. Um, he talked about saying to himself, "Be cocky," right? And mm-hmm. you know, for not everybody always believes they're the best, even if they are one of the best. And I think you know this maturation process for him. I think it's interesting too. He kind of reset the decks. He had he had signed. He was a Wasserman guy. He had a different teacher. Now he's at a smaller agency. He's got a different teacher than he had. And, you know, just professional golf is hard, right? In college, he, he had two different schools, right? He had some... Yeah. Tra- like, this is a guy that has taken time right and i think that that's the thing he's 29 and who know, he he might play his best golf in his 30s we talk about this all the time you know arcs and careers are different and maybe Wyndham clark is a top 15 player in the world and we are just seeing it it come to fruition like brooks kepka started winning majors when he was 26 and he kind of came out of nowhere right um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I close my newsletter segment is like, yeah, I mean, it could be Todd Hamilton today and he might be Brooks Kepka in five years. I, I, I don't, don't I, you I, know, I don't, know like, that. I don't think that's going to happen, but I just think like we're trying to capture this achievement based on four days and, and pro, you know, project a little bit too much. Um, he's got all the he was, tools. Was, he, I think that the yeah. thing that I, I always liked the most about him in college and why I thought he was going to be a really good pro was he bombed the ball. He, you know, he had this, like, he can move it, but he also is a great putter. And we saw that this week. Great putter. And he saved his ass around the greens with, with a little bit of creativity and a lot of skill. Um, you talked about his teachers. I think this is an endearing quote, quite honestly, that even if you're upset, look, the guys he beat are a credit to his achievement. He beat one Scotty LACC, Scheffler a U.S. Rory. Open. He beat Scheffler. Rory, a little bit of Ricky, and a little bit of Cam Smith. Like those aren't nobodies. Like it wasn't a, a just that's, a, a washout leaderboard. Come on, look at one, two, three, four. It's a, it's an insane achievement being Rory, Scotty, yeah. and Cam Smith. And so the achievement is is also, sort of being I, also I don't know, for people the people hating on the course. How about that one, two, three, four? <laughs> well, we can't. You, we can't discredit that argument when it's Tory. Yeah, and then use it for our own good. Well, Tory, we, Tory, twenty-five people could have won the tournament on heading into the back <laughs> okay. nine on Sunday. That's it, fair. Literally, everybody was just you know doing the same thing there, and and one guy you know sprinted to the finish, and and the other guys stalled out. Um, I want to read this quote from Wyndham after he won. I think a lot of stuff, a lot of play, rightly so, is getting into the narrative about his mother and what she means to him, and that's that's definitely appropriate certainly his metal coach i thought this was an awesome insight every golf sicko could love so i'd love for you to lock into this quote my first few years on tour he was asked like why he doesn't have a coach or you know has dabbled with coaches my first few years on tour it actually really bothered me because people would say oh you have such a great swing and i still didn't know where the ball was going and that was really frustrating for me i worked with some great coaches and they were very good at what they do but i still didn't know where the ball was going and i didn't own it so when I just decided to go on my own, I do work a little bit with my caddy, but typically it's on my own. I learned about my game and my swing, and that's kind of what I did when I was younger, when I was a kid. I knew how to hit shots, and I got away from that when I was with a coach. Now when I'm in practice, I'm always trying to get back to neutral. So if one day it's really cutty, I'm hitting huge draws on the range. 
And then some days it gets kind of too dry and I hit huge cuts and I get back to neutral. And honestly, that's what I've done for the last year and a half. And so I felt like I've kept my swing in those parameters to where regardless, I can play good golf if I'm hitting a little draw or a little cut. And my stats have improved immensely by doing that. Pretty cool stuff about owning a swing, getting back to being a kid. That's not that's not the mindset of some power player optimized automaton. And I know he has a little bit of that rep as being like this power guy who's just smashes it all over the yard. But that's a cool insight. I want to be able to hit draws. I want to be able to hit cuts. And when I feel like it's going too much one way, I go to the range and, and try to correct it to get back in sort of the parameters of being able to do both. Uh, a cool a cool quote I think everyone can appreciate, even if they're, I don't know, really wanted Rory to win and stuff. Do you have anything else from, from Wyndham Clark, uh, your 2023 uh, U.S. Open champion? I mean... Some of the shots he hit that that up and down, but then you got to be impressed with just the you know obviously I mean the the shot on fourteen, a fairway wood into that little neck. Nobody was hitting. Nobody hit that shot. You know, two eighty two. I think it was or two eighty. Yeah, I think it was two eighty two. Maybe two eighty six. I mean, the other thing is like he hit the fairway there. He hit the fairway on seventeen. He hit the fairway on you know. <laughs> Asterix. It's <laughs> a fairway on 18. When he missed it on 13, that was a really impressive. He muscled the yeah. shit out of it. So just onto the green. That was kind of like a, a Bryson Wingfoot type thing, just running it to the to whatever he could on the green, two putting. Um so I, so, I mean yeah, it was, I, the the 14th hole, I think, will go down as kind of what happened to this tournament, right? One guy hit the shot the other guy didn't hit the shot and um i mean should we transition to rory should is that where we go rory comes up one shot short first let me talk about how comfortable i was on the course there's a lot of different weather are you there's a lot of different weather situations out here this week i was just layered to the nines i had vests I had, you know, I wore shorts one day. I wore the Zach short one day. I wore pants other days. Most days I wore pants. But one day I wore the Zach short. It's a nice short. It's very comfortable. But most days I had vest, ZR vest, you know, and uh, and a dratty shirt. It was perfect cotton shirt weather. Uh, today I was rocking a, uh, a Liam polo, a pocket Liam polo. I think it was very with the nice. stripes. I was wearing my, my George Thomas uh, rose shirt. And okay, uh, it was it was a delightful yeah. day, but you know, I I have to say I'm so happy I'm back in the comforts of the Dratty House after say. last night, and uh, you know it's been an awesome week. I, it's been a you know obviously it was a bummer that you had to leave and everything, but um, you know it's, it, I always am uh, so happy that we get to do this, and and you know I was so happy we got to do this. I got to do this in in such comfort and leisure as the Be Dratty clothes. <laughs> so. I, you know, I, I don't need to sell you much more. It's Father's Day. I hope everybody had a happy Father's Day. You know, if you didn't get what you wanted, just go on com. use the promo code SGS30 and get 30% off. All right, let's Good talk about Rory. I'm not going to jump in. All right. Um, um, I, I watched Rory, a ton of comes Rory. one shot I, short. I, can't, I, I don't shot. think I've ever watched more of a player in tournament um the Rory and I feel you know I feel like he played really good golf and and I think there's a couple couple ways to look at this right you can the the very like simplistic way is what I said like literally he did not make putts that other guys made he made nothing for the last two days he had a lot of putts that were close you know, the first two days, he had no weak bogeys. The last two days, he had a couple weak moments. Um, he had the three putt on eight today, which was a killer. He had the three putt on 13 yesterday, two killers. Those two three putts um, are the difference between him winning by one and him losing by one. I think, I, uh, I think one of the things about golf that I am just amazed by always amazed is the you don't have the ability to escape a weakness 
And coming into this week, I think everybody knew where Rory McIlroy's whole hole in his game was. And like, it's almost like clockwork. Like if, if you're a bad putter, you need to make a putt. If you're a bad chipper, you have a tough up and down. If you don't feel great about your wedges, all of a sudden you're presented with a very, very difficult wedge shot on the 14th hole where he talked about, you know, the wind. He was a little confused by the wind. He had to go go extra, take a little off. And I think that's the story of, of the event is, you know, you can't, you can't hide things in major championship golf. And I think that's the, what makes it such a, um, such a fun. Uh, it's what makes these events so much better than the others is that these high pressure chasing history moments always expose the, the aspect of the game that somebody might be struggling with. Like, I mean, think about Scotty with putting today. It was bad, Right. Rory, it came down to that wedge. Like, you know, it. I think there was a couple other things, but that wedge shot, you know, is a big, big one that I'm sure he said that, you know, that's the one that he's going to think about. And I, and I agree. And I think, um, he said he missed time in the wind. He just, he knew the wind. He, he hit it too soon when the wind was too strong. He felt he had the right club and the right swing and he should have waited. It was, you know, I don't know, mistimed it. I think one of the things that I took away from watching a lot of golf, of a lot of his golf, and that I... Rory's incredible, an incredible, incredible player. Um, I think, like, if I was going to give... I, I, I've started to like the pitcher comp for golfers more and more, and I think, like, he's kind of like Randy Johnson. Like, an incredibly dynamic player in the sense that the the raw power i mean it's unbelievable every day to go see how far how much further he's hitting it past like really long players on the PGA tour right mm-hmm. like the longest players he just is um he's still so much further by but i think one of the things i took away from this week was like there's not a lot of trajectory control there like there's there's trajectory control it's one shot and like to me he's kind of like a pitcher with two two great pitches Hmm. but like there's there's not he hit one low wedge in the last couple days but to me like i just i saw a lot of balls that kind of floated in the wind and like i think he plays them to float but i would just like to see more shots and you know, I I don't know. This is nitpicking. I mean, the guy guy the guy hit the ball well enough to win. Yeah, I think that's what's crazy is you're ta- we're talking about these weaknesses, and you're not wrong. And we're talking about a guy who's like runner up or top five at like every major for like nine years. I'm not I'm overstating it, but you know what I mean. Like the guy yeah. who's literally we're talking about weaknesses and we're talking about these shortcomings. And he's so good everywhere else or so good overall that he's still, you know, one Wyndham Clark mistake away from a playoff. One Cam Smith mistake away from uh, a Clara Jug. Honestly, like one of, I don't know, probably 20 putts the last two days that burned edges going in. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, about it in its heart. But I think like... He was clearly did a lot of work on his golf swing in the last six weeks. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know how he felt exactly coming into this week, but I think he probably felt really good about most of his game, except for a few things. And that's just the hard thing about playing majors in. And it's amazing how it just like it gets to that one one thing like. On the on the other side, like what I found interesting was the one day he laid up on six, he made a birdie, which was leaning on that wedge game that hasn't been great, right? It it's just um I don't know if it's making any coherent sense what I'm saying, but it's just like the in majors on the back nine, you just there 
every situation is such a high leverage situation and you have to have like utter control and belief and and it's just it's amazing to me that the thing the last couple weeks coming in that was the big question mark with his game the wedges was the thing that at the end a wedge is probably what leads to this um i i think man it's hard it's hard to like rip him right but it's also hard to not feel like there has to be some accounting for losing at the old course and losing here i think in the prior nine years it kind of always felt like he was on an even keel or he was chasing or was trying to chase pull off something miracle like these last two have been of a certain different kind of pain and vintage where I, I think like he was, he had brilliant strategy and played, had a game plan he stuck to and it worked. Uh, it mostly worked, but like he failed at eight and 14. If you're going to p- stick to that game plan, that's kind of like playing to the right spots and, and six, sort of some, six, two. some sort of blend of aggression, but like sticking to your game plan on the probably less aggressive side, maybe like you can't, then F up eight and 14. And he did that um, in six, two. And the, that, that was, he lost by one and 14. In addition to the, to the wedge. Um, and he got a good break out of that, out of that, out of that shaking out in the wash. He did get a fairly good break. <laughs> Great break. Um, but on top of that, John Wood, and I'm just going blindly off John Wood. Cause I didn't see it said, you know, he was very surprised he didn't rip it from the from the rough. He said he had a good lie in the rough and just rip it into the it grandstand okay. and, it wasn't, and chip it, it wasn't back great. up or something. I mean, I think he was suggesting you backboard it more or less, um, or just. Well, I don't know. I don't. I I don't love that. It, he didn't have a good lie. It, it was an okay lie. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. But like, what would make sense? If that would make sense, if you could get it pin high or better. If you're short to that pin, you'd have no hope. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't necessarily like if you could get it to where over on the tee box where Ricky hit it, that's great. Right. right? <laughs> but like are, are you really do you think you're gonna hit it in a in a fifteen yard wide tee box? Um it's <laughs> I, it's easy to say, like, yeah, I just bomb it up there. But like, we know that when you do that out of rough, it could kind of go a lot of different places. Is it? And a- I think, like, I, I, you know, this is the hard thing about about majors, right? Is he? If you look at the last three groups, three guys shot even. Ricky shot seventy five. DJ shot what seventy two, and Harris English shot seventy two. It was really fucking hard. Yeah, late. it was hard to get close to the pin. There are the holes on almost like, everywhere. They played in the hardest. We knew this yeah. is how this golf course was going to work. Like the mornings are gettable, and as you get later in the sunshine, it gets tougher. Like. How was it out there? His his first shot into one, there was a thud and bounce to it that I thought I, mean, I hadn't heard a bunch. Um, the oh. other thing is one. I mean, one, the last two days, he hit like sensational shots and literally those two, both those putts, like I don't know how they didn't go in, right? Yeah. It, so, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Rory, I need to... I need to figure out. I gotta like get. If I'm the greatest driver of the golf ball in this era, hands down, I gotta be able to say that I'm also a great wedge player. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what what it is. It's hard. Like those two golf swings kind of run counter to each other. It's hard. Like. Some of what makes him a great driver makes it difficult to hit wedges, right? They're like you need to have different technique. Like if I if I were him, I'd look at some like the other great wedge players. Like I feel like Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, those guys are super shallow. And I don't think that's what Rory is. 
with wedges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it, it takes work, but like, if you've got this great weapon that gives you wedges all the time, you need to be able to then capitalize on those. And and I think like he made he made so many smart plays today. Is like the thing. Like it, it's fun. He it was, was fun to watch. Him. His stra- it fun and his brutal. strategy. <laughs> like one of the things like this. Like he, I thought he had a better game plan than Scotty. And Scotty is is a guy that usually game plans things out well. Like the third hole. He laid back with a three wood. He had driver like every day. Today he has three wood because the pin's up. It it keeps him further back. He he could get more spin on it. He gives himself like twelve feet because of that. Scotty hits it twenty past him, and he can't spin the ball enough. Same thing happened like, to Ricky too just, behind him. You probably didn't see that, but, but Ricky hit it way up there, and then you know just lost. Yeah. He he stuck right at top, but didn't grab and come back at all. So I mean, I mean the putt he hit on five. The, I, I, I had that in my notes. That didn't go in. Like I know, like whatever. That's a bonus. It hits but so much cup. Yeah, I had that in my notes. Like that's the one that you know a lot of guys were getting at one point across seventy two holes. I think. I think like the one one of the big mistakes was hitting driver on six or not driver, but three wood or Going five wood, it. whatever yeah. he hit on six. Yep. Because that that was a pin that if you if you just it's a bowl. You know, and you hit it to the wrong side of the bowl. All of a sudden, everything works against you when you're on the wrong side of that pin. You had to come at that from up front. Um, but, like, overall, like, the strategy, I mean, he he played smart. He he just, I, I don't know. Are it's, you, it's is hard. it too it's cruel? Is it too cruel to say, like, I mean... This shit, like, we have to, like, uh, not we don't, but in general, people put this in, like, this sort of Manichaean black-white box. Like, he failed, he choked, he whatever, this, that, or the other. Um, I, is that too cruel an assessment? Th- these feel I like think, a few more, th- like, this one, getting beat by Wyndham Clark by a shot. It's hard to, it's 14 and 8. It's hard, like, that's where I'll go back to, but it's hard to find a ton of, holes to blow up for Rory to say he gagged or something. And and I know that I, seems like we're punning, but I don't, I don't see I, it. Listen, way. like I think there's there today. He seemed just a little tentative on the greens. Yeah. Um, he left putts short on six. He left a putt short that putt. The first putt on eight was really bad. Um, I think like more so than the second putt, the first putt was the problem there. Uh, he left that, you know, five feet short on a, you know, 35 foot Eagle putt. Uh, that was a really bad putt. And then he left, uh, I want to say, do you leave 11 short too? It was kind of, but that was going right back into the wind, but he left, Hit a great those are shot. three, yeah. three kind of good, not great looks, but good looks that, that were left short. And he talked a little bit about how he was struggling with some speed control stuff, but, um, then at the end he was think, he was not leaving anything short. I mean he was going for broke yeah. 16, 17, 18. Well, yeah. But it was like he got freed up yeah. by by being down. And I think that's like what where I would say is there was a certain freedom to his game on Thursday and Friday that there was and that kind of went away on starting about like the back nine of of yesterday. And came back at the end. Well, I mean, is that our critique then? I mean, that that sounds kind of like similar to what happened at the old course, where we were. I would say we were more critical, more critical than most after the old course about sort of his his strategy once the dynamic of that champ that final round changed. Um, I don't know. Was he not for what? Did something that's a little less, that's a little more mystical or a little less discernible change in terms of being freed up. This it's is, hard. This is the, ch- the challenge of, of major championships. Um, and I think this is the challenge of major championships as you get older, as you understand how hard they are to win and they just get harder the more you don't win them. Right. And yeah. I think we saw, we saw Wyndham 
the hard the how hard it is to win your first one we saw him battling down the stretch yeah you know he bogeyed bogeyed uh, two of the last four yeah and like close to bogeying another and uh so i don't know it's it was you can't you can't help but feel for him um and uh i think he had uh off he apparently per sean martin he turned to his his agent sean and said it was saint andrews all over again uh sean said the stats uh greens hit 15 of 18 first putts 34 second worst these are just kind of the raw stats longest putt made was seven feet fourth worst that is his final rounds of course saint andrews you know he two putted every single green i believe hit every green regulation about um he is a very 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 and this is you know call us romantics or something he's a very good quote in defeat (laughs) knows how to uh, that that quote from the old course um of kind of his balcony at whatever it is the russics and like going out there and envisioning his name or see he would see his name on top of the leaderboard and like i have one more day one more day and i'd go out and i'd envision it and like it was just there in front of my face every time i opened my hotel window today he tells i think kvv asked him the question about is it exhausting talking about this disappointment says yeah of course but i would go through a hundred sundays like this to get my hands on another major championship and which is just like a very uh contemplative mature good quote uh does it mean he'll get his hands on another major i don't know i have more faith in his chances than ricky um <laughs> having another chance but um these last two are particularly staining i would think if you're a, or the last two i mean uh the open and then this one um all right let's move on you have anything else are you good with rory it, that seemed to be the the main story it, it, as much as Wyndham's win um ricky was, is this the best shot he'll ever have at a major kind of the 62 and then hang on for dear life? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that we'll see much of him again as much as I would like to. Well, uh, I, you know, I think the thing to take away here is it's great that we're going to see him. Yeah. At all the majors next year. Um, yeah. I listen, I, he's not a great major player. Scotty talked about after the round. Um, listen, I think I, you needed to hit it high and far out here and he was like and that's how i feel about all of major golf you know in Scotty major championships that. when the firm greens get firm yeah the course is long you just have to hit it high and far and you know ricky doesn't hit it high and far yep yep you know he, was- he hit it high and far when he came on on tour Right. But then, you know, a whole generation of high and longer hitters, higher and longer hitters came in and, and kind them. of have made him just, <laughs> you know, it was great having him around. It was great getting the uh, the story of the, uh, the, the, the water bottle the that everybody loved. Yeah, geez, yeah that's a little canteen. too much on that, but whatever. It's fine. I love that he liked talking the most about music and, uh, and uh, his water bottle. But yeah, I I mean the crowds. It it was fun having the crowds, you know. Yep, the 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 Ricky crowd. One more stat: Jimmy Kennedy, Rory had fifty nine greens in regulation. The next best was fifty three. Talking about that game plan that worked, or you know what was being worked. Um, I listen. Like I think that's like the thing is in. I think they're just maybe there's just a little bit lack of freedom on the green and he had no horses scotty was not playing well there were no like real horses chasing him or staring him down here scotty played and we can get to scotty uh what did you make of him out there he just kind of never it felt i i saw jt and others tweeting like i still have faith in scotty to get in the mix like even up to 15 like he did you know saturday night but he didn't look scotty's maybe the most terrifying player of all time to be within, you know, arm's reach of some sort. Because then he got one. He ba- bombed one in. What was it, 16? Bombed one 13. in. 13. Bird at 13. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then made a bird at 16. So um, all of a sudden you're like, ah, because Wyndham was struggling. So. I mean, the putter. But this is the thing. This is the yeah. beauty of the game, right? It's like the putter was holding together until the day. If he putted a little bit better, he's right there. He missed a couple shorties. He missed a shorty on uh on fifth on fourteen. He missed a shorty on uh a few other holes. You know, it, it, so that's the thing about about major championships. I I can't think of all the holes they missed short putts on, but he he had to miss at least three short putts today. And you th- just think about like that, right? It's like. That's how he gets to 10. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody was like, you know what? Scotty's putting well. Like Scotty <coughs> is it's not a problem until it, the the thing gets the ramped up to the highest level, then all of a sudden it becomes a problem. Um so Scotty today on the greens, he's he's minus a shot. He's you know 47th on the greens. Significant. Significant. Um, on the on the week he's plus a shot. So he he came into the the day, uh, you know, plus two on the greens. I'm not. And, re- somebody asked me if we were big strokes gain guys. Who you know, said some, that? Some random fan. What does I'm that like, mean? Oh, what, we don't, what does that even we don't, mean? Well, he asked. They were asking about the podcast. They were oh, asking like what I was questions. doing in there, yeah. <laughs> and, and and they're like, "Oh, do you guys do like a lot of strokes gain analysis?" I'm like, "No, not really. No, this is, <laughs> if you want that, that's not the right not." You're not coming. We're not anti-strokes gain. We're just not going <laughs> to get in the weeds on the models. I love when fans are show like, "Why are you in there? What do you? What right do you have to be inside the ropes?" I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. But um, I, I made a, I made a good. I got a good show. I had a good, got a good laugh out of uh, some, some good, you know, some fans in, in good spirits. They were, they were like, they're like, "Are you, are you Rory's family?" I go, "No, I'm, I'm Wyndham Clark's brother," and they're like. Really? I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, but I think what you're highlighting is just illustrative of major championship golf, why we love major championship golf compared to everything else, right? And compared to even designated events, Memorial, compared to Bay Hill, whatever it is, like someone's so good as Scotty, someone's so good as Rory, like that fourth period Sunday, like the weaknesses creep out like the very best talents in the world have these minor or these you know wounds somewhere and those bandages come off they maybe you can bandage over it in in designated events or a pga tour uh, setup but those bandages at some point are going to come off and it's how you deal with that uh in a major championship even for the very very best over 10 years over the last two years whatever it may be go ahead People complaining about width. Um, I want to just point out something. This is a bad U.S. Open. It wasn't a okay. great U.S. Open. It wasn't a all great right, one. I, Nothing I just to do saying, with the like, course. Width, okay. The width. The width. All right. Yeah. Rory was first in strokes gained off the tee. Wyndham Clark was second in strokes gained off the tee. Minwoo Lee, who finished fifth, was fifth in strokes gained off the tee. Scotty Scheffler, third, was sixth in strokes gained off the tee. Tommy um, Fleetwood was eighth in strokes gained off the tee. I'm just looking at this. You know what you had to do at LACC? You had to drive the shit out of the ball. Did did Does that strokes gained off the tee stat paint the picture of a 40-yard slice that you didn't know where it was going, landing in the middle of the fairway, or does it just show like, like a good drive? It was, middle of the the fairway. It was on the very right I edge. mean, there's no pictures in that strokes gained. I whatever, comfortably in the freaking fairway. Like that's, I think stats can be a little deceiving in that regard, and I think that's sort well, of the I, problem I with the width. Wyndham Clark had no chance at making having a good birdie look. From where he was at, at eighteen, yeah, he left you had to be green. up the left to get it okay. to get to that pin. Okay, he did his work. He had to make a four, and I mean, to be completely honest, that fifty foot lag putt was pretty fucking good. Oh, it was great. It was amazing. No doubter. No, that that's that's what I keep coming back to is like people popping him for like just being this power guy and this. His short game was amazing. His lag putting was awesome. 
And it was at the most critical times, even as he had a couple, you know, couple pops on, on bogeys down the stretch. So yeah, of course. Um, Fleetwood just gotta just gotta get in with Tommy. Another sixty three in a final round when he was out of it. Had an absolute bunny to make it sixty two, and all of a sudden there were stakes, and he missed it. I love Tommy, but like I would like to see him play in late on a Sunday. I just. He should have had a 62. I don't know what happened there. He went and gets brain scattered out on him at 18. So, um, LACC. How about Cam Smith? What about Cam Smith? Fourth. I feel like I feel like if this uh, tournament was six rounds, he might have won. Okay. Yeah, that's maybe not a bad summation. They needed it to to be a little more bouncy. Maybe as it got crispier, like he kind of separated or or, or maybe the he like started to learn the golf course because yeah, he fair. played like he played the golf course one time. Yeah, that's kind of a miscalculation on his part. If that's yeah, if that's the case. Well I mean Rory played it one time. I thought he played it really well, really smart. Did what was it Tuesday morning? We hit wedges on Monday night, played it all day Tuesday. And, and they played Wednesday. another nine on nine. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I, but maybe, maybe if Cam Smith plays a, a little bit more, uh, I don't know. LACC. Uh, I mean, where are you? Like, I, I'm not suggesting it was a bad U.S. Open because of the architecture or the golf course. I think the winner leaves a lot of people wanting. I think there's a real, real distaste and backlash to the fan ticket issue. Joel Beal had an article with Golf Digest that really got a lot of notoriety in wider corners of the internet and the the media space um, where Beal outlined that there were 23,000 tickets, uh, 14,000 luxury hospitality, VIP, 9,000 were left. LACC picked off four to 4,500 of those 9,000. And according to Beal, there were multiple rumors that they wanted to buy all of them. LACC, all of this. So there would be zero kind of public GA tickets. So I think that really left a bad taste in people's mouth. I think um, Sunday got, Sunday bummed people out. Pips, like, look, that's the test, you know, the course can't help that. You know, whoever wins and whoever performs and whatever is done on the stage is is sometimes separate and apart. But the, the LACC, like, it's fine if you want to be, like a private sort of certain kind of way, but you hold the national open and decide to more or less close it off. And the USGA, I don't know, being okay with it or letting them, yeah, letting them put their thumb on the scale is a demerit on this championship. And, you know, the challenges of sort of getting around in the infrastructure. I think I don't have a big deal with like that happens every now and then at some of these places, Chambers Bay, you know, others. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I saw someone pop in. I'm like, <laughs> Wyndham Clark is what this, this membership deserves to have on their, <laughs> their locker room wall, not Rory after the way they've gotten, you know, so, you know, haughty about letting people in. Um, yeah. They went from like a, 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 a Rory, Scotty, Ricky potential to Wyndham Clark is tough, but like I would, I would, I will say that I thought like the the general admission fans were really good today. Um, I okay. thought the energy was really good out there today. Was it Brookline last year? Brookline last year on the weekend was out of control. Great energy. There was also like twice as many people. You know. Yeah. And I think like there was nothing better. <laughs> I mean, no moment sums up this tournament better than when we're on the 18th green. 18th green, Rory hits his putt and it just misses, right? Great putt. 30 seconds later, there's this like huge groan. In the in the luxury boxes, and it was very clear that it was Rory's oh, yeah. putt. And these are luxury boxes overlooking the 18th freaking green. And and like those were all those VIP tickets. And you just think about how much better the atmosphere would have been. A on the first tee, 
be on the 18th green if that hole, the biggest chalet there, the biggest stand there was actually, you know, fans. I think um I I think there's also another point um You know what? There'd be a lot more grandstands if if the the golf course wasn't like stretched to the edges of every piece of corner of the property. Um, an example is the eleven back tee on eleven and sixteen that you, they used uh, all week. If if they're not using that back tee that makes uh, sixteen five hundred and forty yards or whatever it is, and eleven three hundred yards, those were par five and par they were put in to be par fives and par fours for the course within the course. So if those tees are all of a sudden not being used, then all of a sudden you get a grandstand behind 15 and that hole has way more buzz. Yeah. Different, different. Nobody could see the ball land. I guess just, yeah. So I think we're because there's no grandstand. We're sort of hitting on a theme of like, just a sense of like kind of deflation about this. Um, uh, I'm not trying to be overly critical here or harsh, but there just seems to be a prevailing sense of deflation about a Rory not getting it done. People genuinely bothered by the the tickets issue, the crowd the, issue. The, the first tee, the first tee, was an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, I I heard a rumor that last year they set a record for commercial success at the U S open in the 15 to 20 million. This is unsubstantiated rumor mill. They set a record, um, at, at a country club in the 15 to 20 million range for commercial success in terms this of is like USGA or the club corporate, or both? corporate sponsors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was told that this year's was in the 60 to 65 million <sighs> range. Yeah, this was a landmark success from a. If you just look at a commercial mm, aspect, I guess all this complaining but, doesn't matter because that's what but, counts. You know, at that expense, like, yeah, sure. Is and and listen, like the one nice thing about the USGA having commercial success is that it goes back into the game of golf. Um, you know, but. On the on the other side, it came at the expense of like the open, the kind of the identity and what the the whole event is grounded in. Yeah, I I had some folks in television kind of tweet uh, texting me, kind of amused about just whatever everything being branded the Deloitte, and that's an NBC too Deloitte bunker cam. You know, Top Tracer presented by Lexus uh, Technology. There's just like a lot of branding around this. Uh, that's fine. I mean, squeeze every dollar you want out of that stuff. But yeah, when it comes at the expense of sort of it feeling like the open or the fan, the the fan environment, uh, I think that that started where like just, yeah, I think it's an overall sense of deflation based on the, the, the drive at 18 really pissed people off because people were rooting for Rory and like let's not mince words like schadenfreude they were hoping for a Wyndham screw up and they thought they got it with that swipe and uh they didn't and people started getting mad about the fairway and blame the architecture writ large because of it so yeah there's just a general sense of deflation so um i have another question for you all right it is Modern equipment is what it is, and that's a problem, but it, it is what it is. It's not changing tomorrow. Is with still the is with like this the answer with that? Like that is the fact, that is the reality on the ground. Is with still okay, given that that you can kind of de-skill uh, a lot of these shots. I, I just think that this uh this was a an open that actually like showcased some opportunities. I I think every course should have should the open should go there and it should showcase that open as their identity, right? That's the I agree. The yep. virtue of this tournament is that you go to the very best courses in America, not named Augusta National, 
like the very best championship courses in America, not named Augusta National. So yeah, I think like I think these golf courses that should be shown the way they are. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I think the setup was great this week in terms of how they, they, they presented the golf course. Um, I think width is, is awesome because it, it, it definitely, um, rewards shot making. I think it gives you the opportunity, like this golf course, you had to drive the ball. Great. There were a lot of different windows. There were draw holes. There were fade holes. There were fairways that collect, as everybody liked to point out, about three in a certain spot. There were also fairways that repelled, like 13. Um, I thought it was, I, I think width is, is the answer um, to, to a lot of things. You know, I think it's, it's pretty silly to, you know, nothing stops these guys, right? Oak Hill, like I personally enjoyed watching players get to play from different places. Like not everybody play from the same exact spot and then having thick rough, just stop it. Right. Like, well, the pushback on that would be that guys are playing from the same place on a lot of holes and you know, three, eight on a couple of holes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I'm playing devil's advocate here. That's what I mean. Five, five was like that. That tee shot is so insanely hard to hit. To keep it in the fairway? It's a great tee shot. It's a great tee shot watching that in practice. Ball, that that and 13 are such hard tee shots for long par fours. So they have a, a gathering par five one on eight and a gathering one on on uh on three. And um I what would other, just what other fairway what other fairway gathered? But Eight, what did I say? Did you say eight? 18. Five, well, uh, 18 yeah. is wide. And well, that's, so this is what wide. happened. It's not the <laughs> biggest shot at the most inter- inter- inopportune time when all the eyeballs were on and people were wanting a different outcome happened. And it, it cast this sort of light as the entire course is just this wide open field. And that's all that people were doing all week because it happened at the most inopportune time. So it's not like the entire, like 18 is wide in that way. Uh, but yes, it, it was it was a bad time for for the width and angles crowd. Uh, just uh, well, just- the thing about it though is it that hitting that tee shot took four a good chance at four out of his the realm of possibility for him, or a good chance at three out of the realm of possibility. Where Rory was was a perfect place to make three. Yeah, he, he kind of left that, one out. That, left where people get hung up on is like pars and pars like par golf right this this golf course was about pars and bogeys right Mm -hmm. it was about or birdies and birdies and bogeys yeah yeah it wasn't about pars okay uh there's another one rory Rory only made four i after right after i wrote on friday you know all takes exposed it's hard to imagine Rory McIlroy running around this golf course and making less than four b- birdies. He made one. And all being not about making bo- about not making bogeys. <laughs> he made one at one, right? He that was it, made right? One today. Yeah. And he made three yesterday. Uh so this is coming back to LACC in twenty thirty nine. We'll see what happens. I don't th- I think they get to ratify it in five years or whatever. Uh, there's like a five year long time from now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, the club will have second thoughts when they see uh, see what ha- what their short what their south their south course looks like when they get all the grandstands off of them. Well, I also think like the tickets and when thing they when they have just, to when they have to have a meeting about giving Wyndham Clark an honorary membership, they'll change. I think the tickets thing is just getting started too. I think there's going to be some more sort of just agita between all the parties there, right? With people being them taking a lot of arrows about it and. Than the USGA being sensitive about it, like I think that could become an issue. We'll see. Um, odds and ends, real quick broadcast. Yeah, tell me about that. I was, I had it. I, on it was on good. My I phone. thought. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Um, it was. It's like Saturday. Slow start. Finished fine. We had the Rolex hour. Thank you, Rolex. I, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar, personally familiar with your oh. products, but thank you uh, for the Rolex they got, hour. They had, it's the now booth, branded. they had the booth, they had the chalet right on uh, the first oh, tee. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it was fine. I, I don't like, it was slow again at the beginning, it finished fine. 
amusement. They they did great on six. I want to be positive of their coverage of six. They went soup to nuts. And it made me think like, could they just not do that in like six other spots on the course? Right. Just they had the drone that would take you up when the guys were kind of off the tee. They, that showed you sort of the, the, the kind of dramatic fall off the landform there. They had the, the graphics that showed you the aiming lines, right? The layup line, the, the left of the green, the layup right on the green. That was cool. They had the overhead shot on a lot of instances, caught the ball. It was awesome. You watch the ball like kind of go right into the bunker, up and over the tree and into the bunker. It was just really good. Well done at kind of a, a very cool hole on the course. I thought they overdid 15 the last two days. I didn't think 15, and I, this may be sacrilege. I didn't think the 80-yard 15 was all that all no, that, was pretty boring. All that great, uh, to be honest with you. I think they should have gone further right. And, yeah. And it's like they kept coming back to it like it was almost TPC Sawgrass 17. Like just random guys hitting their shots there. And guys were kind of hitting to the same spot every time. And, and Brooks was the only one that kind of did a blow up there. That was Saturday. I, I thought it was kind of more of the same on Sunday. Um, they were obsessed with Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler having the same putter. We heard about that for the first like 45 oh, minutes. What else is Zinger going to talk about? <laughs> Let me tell you what Zinger's going to talk about. My most amusing Pressure? thing. Um, Did I miss any good pressures? There was some pressures that were involved. Uh, actually, you know what? I didn't hear a pressure now that I think about it. He may be on to like, the whole pressure bit. Uh, I didn't hear a lot of pressure. He may be falling off that. But he did not fall off. This obsession from the start to the end all weekend that faders, faders were born and they always say faders do well at the U.S. Open. And I got to say... This is akin to saying like a white male does well at the U.S. Open. Like there are a lot of faders. A lot of play- players fade the <laughs> golf ball. Almost all hit fades. And they also win everywhere else too. Like this sort of like nugget of insight that faders are this have unlocked the key to the U.S. Open, which he hit on through the end all the way up. Wyndham Clark going up 18 was just a, delighting me. He would not stop talking about this, this, this fader, uh, sort of dominance of faders have the key to the u.s open and it's like that's a big correlation i don't know it's a lot of good golfers and a lot of them hit fades so uh that amused me i don't know i have no other big broadcast notes other than whatever it 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 was kind of just hoping it was hoping for bogeys it was hoping for wyndham clark bogeys was what it felt like for the last hour for, for the viewers. There were a lot of people on Twitter saying this sucks. You know, when, when 14 happened and it felt like it was going to be three forever and Roy, you know, you thought Roy hit it off the planet on 17. It, it was just like this. Every, people like I saw legit impartial golfing. be like, this sucks. Like straight up just saying that. I was like, Jesus. Um, so that was sort of the tenor of the last hour of the broadcast. Um, so, We'll see. It was a it was a cool week. It was it was like a cool, unique, something different. Um, that I don't know. Not sure. It, it was the finish that everybody wanted. All right. Does that do it? You got any other notes you want to throw out there? Oh, I think that's it. I see if I had it I safe from you. You popped out. on the TV there. You were hiding behind the. I wouldn't say you were thirsty. You were just there behind the fifteenth day, watching uh, watching there. Roy. <laughs> Watching Rory. Um, no, I know. Anything else from the notes? Back at the Dratty um, That's it. Okay. Oh, the iron shot Wyndham hit on four was unbelievable. Birdie. Made a birdie at four, right? You yeah. Know, you didn't see a lot. That was a great shot. A lot, a lot of birdies at four. All right. That's about all I have. I'm sure we'll talk about this again on, on Tuesday. On to the Travelers. Yeah, another uh, another $20 million purse, right? Same tomato to motto, same as this week. Another $20 million purse. A designated I'm event, sure, same amount of FedEx sure Cup that, points. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Rory can't wait to get out there. Just bring his game, bring his A game. Maybe he does. I don't they know. Can't, they can't have these things the week after majors. They just... There should just not be a tournament the week after a major. Everybody, it 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 actually kind of ruins the whole like the buzz. Like there's like there should be a buzz that goes longer than a week. 
after I, a major. I know you can't control like the USGA or they're, they, but going Toronto to Los Angeles to Hartford is just also insane in three consecutive weeks um, for some of these. I know not a lot of people played Toronto, but we're on to travelers. Hey, everyone, thank you guys for your support throughout the week. Thanks to B. Dratty for their support of this podcast and the fried egg throughout the week, setting us up in, in uh, the Dratty Hollywood house. Uh, we will continue to work throughout work with them throughout the year. Um, there's another major. We're on to, I guess, the Travelers, but more importantly, we're on to the Open at Royal Liverpool. Uh, thank you, guys. We will talk to you on Wednesday.